What's up, everybody? Hope you're feeling good after Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Friday show, three games of the week in the books. Incredible slate of Thanksgiving games, particularly that one on CBS. It was just incredible to watch, and I hope you watched the entire thing. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host of the CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. This is our signature flagship show, the Pix Podcast, in which, oh, my God, breaking news, R.J. White and Pete Prisco. We hit a parlay. That's right. We did? We got it pretty easily, too. I didn't know that. Jets plus three. Cashed it. They, we could have reverse pleased that by like 40 points and hit it. Titans minus three. Very casual win. And the Beeler, Beelers, Bengals, the Bagels and the Steelers went well under 39. The only reason it ever got in danger was when Duck Hodges came in and tried to give us uh, some problems. Worth noting, two things about this particular show. It is not on YouTube. So probably not on YouTube watching it. Don't go looking for it on YouTube. Two. You can go to sportsline.com. RJ White heating up as the leaves come down. Go to sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white and get all of RJ's picks. He may have gone undefeated this week. We'll get to that in a second. The other note, Pete Prisco. Bad week. No, I was going to say we got you for the whole show because it's just audio. Yeah, but I had a bad week though. Well, that we're going to get to that. By um, the way, I, we, don't, we don't put anything up on the screen. I know we go off on tangents yeah. on this show to start and I want to go off on a little tangent. Okay. And I know Will Will watches this, but I was flicking the channel the other night after the game, and this show was on where these guys are taking bites of pain from these animals. And have you guys seen this? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, the whole idea just of the show is something on History Channel or something where something pain taking pain. They go out and find scorpions in the South African desert, and then they sit there and they let them sting them, <laughs> and then they gauge the pain. What, and then they got a lionfish, and they had a lionfish sting them in the gauge of pain. What would it take for you guys to go out there and actually allow a scorpion or a lionfish to sting you? I wouldn't do it. I didn't realize you were leading into a serious question. It's gonna dead be a, serious. This is going to be a metaphor for your picks. No, my picks are – no, the, that's what I'm getting to is the loser next week has to go out and get stung by a lionfish. Well, this, you really entered a dark world when you're like, okay, I know how I can get these – I know how I can get rid of these guys. I'm going to steal week 13 and they'll have to eat like a lion. Well, think about this. If, if there's that much pressure on the picks, I would do better at them because I don't want to get stung by a lionfish. Okay. Well then if you get, how about this? If you get, if you lose this week, you've got to get, um, hmm. I'm not getting anything tattooed on me. So don't even try and say it. All right. If you don't go, if you don't go above 500 this week, you've got to get, uh, Blake Bortles' face tattooed on your butt cheek. You're 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 crazy. I, I don't care that much about it, so no. But anyways, Brinton, since I was thinking about you because you're Jacques Cousteau of the under of the deep, that the lionfish are invading. They're an invasive species. It's so, a huge problem. It's a huge problem so in the in the Caribbean. Have you ever been stung by a lionfish? Yes or no? Me? No. I've caught lionfish. I've eaten lionfish tacos too. God, he's weird. <laughs> he's so weird. All right, let's get to my. I'm trying to def, deflect from my crappy record, but um, I was standings. We're not, we don't put it on the screen though. You got lucky. You don't. You don't. We don't have to put it care. up on the YouTube screen. So that's good for you. Um, I went six and one last week. Twelve, uh, eleven, no, ten and four against the spread for my full week's picks. Very nice week for me, um, including six and one of my best bets. Forty four, thirty and two on the season. Hi, yay, yay. RJ White also scorching five and one, now above 537 and 36. You can feel the RJ push in the super contest coming. You feel it, you feel it coming, RJ? They need to yeah, five I and sh- oh. I should have been five and oh last week and after the dumb, coulda, dumbest coach in the history of football, Jason Garrett kicking a field goal when he didn't need a field goal. Yeah, you but know, you got also at the end of that game, they had a chance to, uh, they didn't get anywhere in at the end of that game. Yeah, they weren't anywhere right. close to getting anywhere. You're right. Yeah. What was Pace, the spread on that game? Six and a half. Should have been a seven point win. Even in the weather, should have been a seven point win. Yeah, it's tough to, tough to want a six point, a seven point win in that kind of weather. Um, and then Pete Prisco, one in five, not a great week. Go through my picks, cause I, I didn't actually mind those picks. That's why, I, the Lions, okay, that could have gone either way. And probably should have. You might have lost your, oh no, you know what? Debo leaves him up. I think, 
uh, Pete's best bets were gone. So I don't know what, let's see, what did you have? You had the, yeah, you had the Lions at the Redskins. Okay. That could have gone either way, but what, the one of them was to, uh, the Jets was the best bet. That was yeah, my the Packers bet. probably, right? Got right. stomped. Yeah, yeah, the Eagles minus two at home. That ended up being Eagles plus two at close. That was a problem. All those injuries. I mean, like, you, look, we did we recorded. Well, on Bro- th- I mean, Brooks went out before the game. Nobody knew that he wasn't playing. Yeah, but Lane Johnson was definitely. But nobody be out. knew Brooks wasn't playing. He's been their best offensive lineman. But okay, go ahead. They weren't winning that game anyways. That was a bad pick. Lions minus three and a half. That was Pack- a, Packers plus. Three that was a terrible pick. Yeah, that was dead. Uh, Jacks Titans under 41. It looked yeah. great at halftime. Yeah, it did look. It was 7-3 in the half. <laughs> the, then the Titans scored 28 points in the third quarter. And the uh, Eagles Seahawks over 48. Weather never, got you on that one. Yeah, weather got me there. Yeah. So, look, it is what it is. You're, you're, yeah, you're, I really do week. think you're due to have a couple weeks. I'm due to have a couple weeks. I was 4-10 and 10 against the spread on our on our experts page. It was just a bad week. I think, it's been a bad year. I think this week, if I'm opposite you with any of my best bets, I'm just going to scratch them off and not play them in the contest because you're pretty pretty due at this point. I don't know. I'm a mush. Uh, well, let's get into the games. Packers at the Giants. Packers minus 6.5, the over-under 40. Five and a half, Pete. I'll go to you. You've got something here. You're not going to lay major points with Aaron Rodgers. Instead, you like a total on this game. Don't I you? think it's going over. I, I, the Giants are the perfect tonic for an ailing offense in Green Bay, and and I do think they do score points. And I think when I look at the Packers defense, it's kind of fallen off a lot, and I'm surprised that it that it has. But I think there's going to be opportunity for the Giants to get points here as well. I, I do think this one goes roaring over the total. I. I I think there's going to be a ton of points. It'll provide the weather's okay, but I think it's going to go over. Yeah, I don't mind the over either. The defense hasn't played well. They should be able to get turnovers against the Giants. The Giants offense is the worst in the league with their turnover percentage. I think the Giants' only shot in this game is running all over Green Bay's defense, which has been very suspect against the run. But if they fall behind, there's not going to be a backdoor cover because Daniel Jones ain't, ain't throwing it on that secondary. So Green Bay does know how to rebound from a loss. They're 34-23-1 and against the spread after a loss since 2009, which was Rogers' second year. Uh, this is too public for me to play against the spread. The 89% of the people on the Packers right now, uh, I would lean that way, but I'm not going to – that much of a public play so i'm gonna stay away but uh uh yeah my lean would probably be to the packers and lean to the over yeah i picked the packers in my picks league initially and you know you gotta you gotta put it in the bets before you gotta put it in all your picks before thanksgiving and i think i I picked the packers in uh in our expert picks i would say this the one thing that worries me a little bit is that we heard the packers and matt lafleur and everybody came out uh, this week and said that they think they really need to uh feed uh, Aaron Jones. Oops. And I don't disagree with it. You know, we, we talked about that. Uh, I talked about that somewhere. Maybe it was, uh, oh, it was on Bill Barnwell's podcast with, uh, I did Bill's podcast on Monday, but the, um, my good friend Bill. Is there and, not a show where you don't mention his name on anymore? Seriously. Like Every that. single show we're on, whether it's Talk a podcast or on HQ or whatever, you mentioned his name. I was crediting the Carson Wentz stat that he had that was worthwhile. And I told you I was on the podcast with him. So anyway, um, but, like I, it makes sense to go with Aaron Jones. The problem is, if you want to beat the Giants, you need to throw on the Giants. And so, like this is the game where it makes sense to just open it up and cut Devontae Adams loose, right? That's my that's my only concern is that the Packers might stubbornly try to run the football, might not encounter success. Maybe the Giants get a turnover. I, I don't know. There's something a little fishy. Well, about what about this. the fact that the Packers have gotten away from throwing to Aaron Jones? That that makes no sense to me. Since Devontae Adams has come back, they haven't thrown the ball to Aaron Jones. You know what it's looking like? It looks like the Packers offense of old. Stale, not creative, not throwing to the backs anymore. Well, they throw to Jamal Williams. It's like they get predictable. When he gets out there, you know it could be a problem. But they need to get – remember what I'm talking about when they got – remember when they're getting Jones split out and running him up Mm -hmm. the field? They haven't done that anymore. They need to start getting creative again. What would um what would uh, 90% chance of heavy rain, 47 degrees, and 10 miles an hour wind – uh, due to your prediction of the over or the Packers in this game, guys. That's like a balmy day in Green Bay. It doesn't do anything as long as it's not that, yeah. that bad. That's like, well, yeah, I wouldn't play the over in that in that kind of game. Uh, how windy? 10 miles an hour. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. It's a number you got to worry about. Yeah, it's not that bad. Okay. Still going over. Yeah, look, we we record this on Wednesday. We record this on Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, by the way, my wife texted me as we were recording. She says, I was like, apparently the dog jumped out of the car on the way down. Um, and then she said, it's bad here. She's at my in-laws. It's bad here. What, wait, you're not trekking around North Carolina like a normal Wednesday of Thanksgiving? It's one stop. Just one stop this year. I'm back home tomorrow to work. 
You need me, Pete. Just call me. I'm happy to pop on video. Oh, I'll be with you. I'll be in there tomorrow too, buddy. Um, anyway, yeah, I would. So what I, my point was that the forecast could change, but I would be a little, I would be a little wary of that over. I think, and I might lean towards the Giants. Maybe the Packers blow them out. I, I don't know. This is this is one of the tougher games to predict because, sure, like it, the Packers should throttle them, but the Packers just. I don't know. If that game in, in San Francisco was a lot closer than what it was, I would say that the Giants might be a play here, but I think the Packers will be focused here because after what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Redskins at the Panthers. This is a stink bomb of a game. Nobody's going to be there. Uh, the Panthers, lo- the Panthers lost at the last second to the Saints. The Redskins actually picked up a win. Uh, the Panthers are minus 10. The over under is 40. RJ, any thoughts on this lovely game? Yeah, I think you'd be able to get the Panthers at nine and a half, and I would play it at nine and a half. Washington's just so bad. They're 32nd in points per drive, 32nd in offensive DVOA. They have scored an offensive touchdown in just one of their last five games. They won last week, but they didn't get an offensive touchdown there. Carolina's D hasn't played well, particularly against the run. We know Washington wants to do that, but I don't think it really matters because Washington's ain't scoring points. Carolina's slump, because they've looked bad lately, has been included games at San Francisco, at Green Bay, at New Orleans. There's not a lot of teams that's going to look good in that situation. So I don't think they're as bad as they looked recently. My lean would be Panthers if you can get them at minus 9.5. My lean would be the under 40 because Washington just doesn't score points. I would even look at Washington team total under 15 because, like I said, they just don't score any touchdowns. So it could be another 9-point or 12-point game from them. I think this is a, a Panthers game. Uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins is stepping up in competition. You mentioned it, how Panthers have struggled. Uh, but they, they played well last week against New Orleans. Probably should have won the game. If the field goal kicker makes the kick, they probably win the game or at least go to overtime. Uh, they have to, uh, I think when you look at this Redskins team, get after the quarterback because Haskins holds the ball forever. I think they will get after him. I'd lay the points. I don't love it, but I would lay the points. I would take the Redskins in this spot. I, I think the Panthers are going to have a rough emotional come down from that loss against the, the Saints. Um, I know Washington is not good, but their defense can sort of limit what Carolina does well. And the other thing too, I think, you know, we talk about the weather. And again, you know, this is something that this is what you need to watch for as it gets closer to the weekend, depending on totals and what the wind is. But it's looking right now like 90% chance of rain on Sunday, uh, in North Carolina, in, in Charlotte. Now that, that trickles off a little bit. It's going to be a little less rainy, but the wind is at 13 miles an hour. So if for any reason that cranks up a lot, I would love this under. Because I don't think Carolina is going to put up a ton of points against a Redskins team that is perfectly fine methodically running the football. And 40 points is just too high uh, if, if the wind ends up being bad and it ends up being a sloppy track in there. So I would take the Redskins as sort of a correlated, you know, plus 10 and under 40 situation where, you know, I mean, doesn't, doesn't that seem like it's correlated, RJ? Am I crazy there? Yeah, but the Washington doesn't score points. So, I mean. Yeah, what are you going to get out of it? What are you going to get? Tw- 27 and 9 still hits the under. Yeah. And. And it's an easy cover for Carolina. I, why is Carolina going to score 27 points? Okay, uh, well, they scored 31 20, on New Orleans 20, last week. 20 to 9. Like it's, they scored 31 on New Orleans last week. Okay. I mean, all right. You know, last week, this week, same thing. I just think that it's too much. It's too The red, the Panthers are going to be sapped emotionally. Make the Redskins one of your best bets. No, I'm not going to do that. The Redskins <laughs> I want you to go down the toilet. I like the under in this game. I, I, I would lean to the under and I would actually take it. I would, I would probably jump on it now. I would, I would maybe wait till after Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're doing your Thanksgiving games. If you're up after Thanksgiving, go ahead and jump on that under at 40 if the weather's looking like it's going to be bad. I just, I just don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game between two offenses that are perfectly fine being methodical. Like Carolina, it's down to 39 already. So if you want that under, you better go ahead and take it. Uh, Redskins under 14 and a half is not terrible either. Panthers could stop them from scoring 14 and a half points. Um, don't watch this game. 49ers at the Ravens. Ravens minus six over under 46. Pete, I'm glad that you finally came around to the Ravens are the best team in the history of football. Lamar Jackson, Hall of Famer, MVP winner. That's the way it was on, that's the way it was on, uh, uh, the game on, what was that, Monday? Yeah. 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 I mean, my God, you would have thought that they were the greatest football team in the history of mankind. I mean, every single drive they're scoring a touchdown. It's pretty impressive stuff. And then look at the drive chart on there. It just says touchdown, 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 touchdown. All I, down. I agree. They ran the ball. It's easy I, to be. The, the holes, it's amazing. But what gets lost is how well the offensive line played in that game. Mm-hmm. Did you see the one run? It was like you could have driven two trucks through it. Mm. It was amazing. And where was Aaron Donald in that game? They just totally Getting dominated. double teamed. Yeah, dominated. But usually he handles that. They dominated him. Uh, it's a good team. It's a good football team. And it's getting better because the young players are getting better. That's why. That's in large part why they're getting better. Um, and Jackson's good. He's really good. 
somebody's got to figure out a way to defend him. I, I haven't gone back and done this yet. I watched it once, but I'm going to go back and do this and watch the Steelers because he threw three picks in that game. Yeah. And uh, what did they do differently than everybody else did? That, that's what I want to look at. Well, and he, he but, didn't really, you know, run up the score on Cincy either, and they had played him last year as well. So it just seems like a you get another look at him. It's going to be interesting to see when they play. And Cleveland got him when they play New England in the playoffs. Right. You know, what New England has for him? He's, I mean, he's improved greatly as a pocket passer. But I got to give a lot of credit to Greg Roman. Mm-hmm. Those throws he made the other night, there wasn't a quarterback alive that wouldn't have been able to make those throws. He, the one he threw in the blitz with his face to Mark Ingram, I think it was in the middle of the field. That was a great play. But like the one that Marquise Brown to open the game. By the way, thank you, Marquise. You won my FFT league uh, for me and uh, my game, and I'm now in the playoffs. Brinson, you in the playoffs in that league? Uh, I'm not. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I got I got bad luck the last five weeks. I had like good scores and lost the big scores. It sucks. But you know, and then the one he threw to, to um, Willie Sneed on the on the um, the little boot outside, easy throw. They make him easy. They made it easy for him. He's improved greatly as a pocket passer because he works at it, and he's a great kid, but they make it easy on him. Yeah, well, I disagree that every quarterback can make that throw because I've seen some bad quarterback plays that, that are missing. Well, the most good ones. Too. Most good ones. But most of the solid, yeah, and it's everything coming together. He's playing well. He's worked hard. He's improved his game. He's a great kid. Great coaching staff, great offensive line, and now the defense. Defense has become elite. Five touchdowns allowed in their last five games. Um, San Francisco offense has gotten to beat up on some bad defenses, ranked just 11th in DVOA, so I don't know that they're – as good offensively as they've shown in this matchup, Ravens minus six. I mean, you could probably get five and a half. I see Westgate has five and a half up. You know, I think either play the Ravens or stay away. There's no point in, I agree. in, in going against them. My lean would be the Ravens, but my, my lean is the Ravens. Power yeah. rating says it's a little bit too high, so I'm I'm not probably not going to play it in the super contest. But uh, you know, it could be a matchup issue too for the San Francisco defense. Kyler Murray ran up and down the field on him, right? And this is obviously a better version of Kyler yes, Murray indeed. here, so. You could see that San Francisco defense giving up a, a little bit more points than we're used to. Maybe look at that Baltimore team total over, should be around 26, maybe 26 and a half. Um, cause Ravens just look unstoppable offensively right now. I think both Cardinals games that the 49, that the 49ers had, um, and they won both. And yes, uh, Kyler Murray did run and play really well. And Kyler Murray's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think the first one was a look ahead for the Seahawks game. And I thought the second one was a look ahead for the uh, Packers game. So I, I don't know that I'm going to read that much into it. Now, Russell Wilson, mobile quarterback, did pretty well. I'm making the 49ers a best bet. This line is <clears> – I'm, I'm going to fade the, the the Ravens for the second week in a row. This line is too high. It's six six points. The 49ers are a really good football team. They can run the ball effectively. they got a much better defensive line than, than what the, the Rams have. Um, you know, they, they can put pressure on Lamar Jackson and approach this – Defense. I think I think they can approach this a different way than what we saw from other, uh, you know, what we saw from the Rams, who needed Aaron Donald to get interior interior penetration in order to get after Lamar Jackson. Uh, they have the pressure that they can get onto him. He's taking some big hits lately. I would be a little worried about that if I was Baltimore, him not getting out of the way of these hits. Um, they they have the secondary to sort of work on those receivers. They you know the 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 Rams got chess match. I mean, they put Jalen Ramsey on Mark Andrews and then they went to then the Ravens went to Marquise Brown. I think there's enough weapons in that 49er secondary where they don't have to do that. Uh, and then when you look at the running game for the 49ers, they'll be successful against the, the Ravens, whereas the Rams won't. So I'm taking the 49ers plus the six here is one of my best bets. Can't wait to keep stepping in front of the uh the old Lamar Jackson hype wagon. Let us know how it works out. I will. It'll lose. Don't worry. Um Titans at the Colts. Colts minus three over under 43 and a half. Pete, you got a best bet here, aren't you? You riding that. I'm riding the Derrick Henry train. That's what I'm doing. He's going to run, run, and run some more. I, I, and Ryan Tannehill's playing good football. I, I can't believe that came out of my mouth, but it's accurate and he looks good. He's running with the football a little bit, 30 something yards a game. He's getting outside the pocket. Uh, and I just don't like where the Colts are throwing the football right now. And, and T.Y. Hilton's iffy with the, He's going to play, but he's iffy with the calf. I'm still concerned about that. Uh, I just, I think the Colts, they've run the ball very well. Don't get me wrong. I think they've run it well. Probably should have run it when they got the ball back at one point through three straight passes last week in a game, which was a bad, uh, bad decision by the, by Frank Reich and gang. But 
I think the Titans are going to go up there and win. Titans are lethal, man. They get, they're tough, physical, and they will knock you around. I, they're dangerous in that division right now. You switch to Tannehill, and Tannehill's look great. I'm not going to talk about, bad about him at all. It, it coincides with the stretch where they've had a ton of home games. they got four of their last five have been at home. So I, I worry about them going on the road. Their one run game they had, they lost 30-20 to 20 at Carolina. And Carolina, as we said, you know, Carolina looked great early in the year. Then Kyle Allen started screwing some things up. They still couldn't beat them. They you know, lost by 10 there. Um so I think it's going to be a close game. I think you can get two and a half if you like the Colts. And if you, I did get two and a half, I would play the Colts here. Uh, Indy ran all over Tennessee in that road win earlier in the year. Run game was successful without Mack last week. So even without him, it can have success with that offensive line. I like backing Frank Reich with extra time. We think he's a, he's a great coach. Um, you know, we'll, it's, I think jury's still out on Mike Vrabel that the offense has played obviously much better with Tannehill. So. We'll see. It could be a little bit of a higher scoring game, but I think Colts have what it takes to get it done at two and a half. I would stay away from it at three. I think part of my concern with this game, and I'm with you, Pete. I like the um, I like the the Titans a lot here, and it's it, it, it's almost a little too obvious. Is that I mean, does that concern you at all? Like the Titans are just playing better. They're a better defense. Where are the Colts better than the Titans? I would give you Frank Wright over. Well, their offensive line's better. The Colts, yeah, yeah. Titans offensive line has been good though. It's been better, but it's not, it's still not as good as the Colts. It's not as good as the Colts. That's fine. All right. They're better on the offensive line. Um, but the, you know, the, the Colts defense is not great. You can run on them. I mean, they, you can pass on them. And Ryan Tannehill's playing like a, he's yeah, but some playing. Some of those younger the players on that secondary are getting better for the Colts. I, I, I I'm not going to sit here and pan their defense or anything. I just think, I do think that they're, the Titans are playing better and, and I think they're going to be able to, Brissett looks limited to me the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been the same guy. He looks injured. He's yeah, he does look injured. And a little bit of a, a extra time to rest. And the problem with the Colts' defense is they haven't all been healthy together. We, it's been a lot of, like, this guy's injured, then that guy's injured. They looked good last week against Houston. You know, they, they slowed down a good Houston offense. I think 20 points is right. That's what they gave up. Um, in Houston, that game was in Houston. So, I mean, that's pretty good. So, I think they're getting better on the defense. But I still th- I think the Titans are the play here for me. Okay. Um, I, I came close to making it a best bet, but RJ's leaning there. We'll just I'll leave it alone. I like the Titans as well. Uh, Eagles minus nine and a half at the Dolphins over under 45. <laughs> when this line came out at Dolphins plus eight, and then there was like news that Ryan Tanner or uh, Carson Wentz was having his hand evaluated. I was like, better bet the, better bet the, better bet the Dolphins. You get a little window. And now I've got a, a reverse window staring at me. So, uh, I'm sort of in my own head on this. I think I'm just going to keep riding the Dolphins plus nine and a half just <laughs> because it's a bigger line. Uh, but I'm petrified because the Eagles in theory should be able to pound the ball down their throat. Uh, with a physical run game. If Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks are back, I would probably flip and go uh, Philly here. Do you agree or disagree, Pete? I agree on Philly. I, I, last week was one of those situations where they didn't have the receivers. They're supposed to be back, both of them. They didn't have the right side of the offensive line. Diller was bad when he played at right tackle. They replaced him. Brooks wasn't there. And it just looked bad. The defense is getting better, though. And, and that's one thing we talked about. They did a nice job on Russell Wilson. They had the one play they popped out for uh, – a big gain on with Penny, but other than that, they did a good job on Russell Wilson. They hit him and they got after him. So I think they they come down here with the idea that their schedule's favorable, even though they're game behind the Cowboys. I still think they're going to win the division because of that schedule. They blow out the Dolphins. Yeah, I think the line's too high. I don't think there's value on on Philly, but I would you know either play Philly or stay away. You just cannot back the Dolphins right now with how they've completely regressed over the last few weeks. Um, that offense has been beat up. They'll get healthier at receiver. They cut Jordan Matthews coming right out of that game, so they knew they were getting guys back. It wasn't any any type of question. Lane Johnson, I think, should be back too. I think he said on Tuesday that he expected to be back for this game. Um, so we'll see how the injury report goes there. Um, and then at that point they should roll. You know, they'll just they once won't even have to throw with that that injured hand. They'll just run the ball uh, all over Miami and that defense, which has been playing really well, had that great game against Seattle despite the offensive issues. Will step up and 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 beat up on Miami. Miami's defense is truly terrible. They're last in DVOA by mile they're last in scoring percentage you know drives it in in a score last in turnover percentage they just don't do anything so even the eagles can run up the score on this team so i would take the eagles or nothing um nine and a half if you can get nine and a half i'd still probably take that probably look to tease it down it's probably a smarter option to get them down to three and a half just in case but eagles are nothing okay yeah mm. scary game for debo don't want to lose this one lose this, lose this one and you got trouble in your hands Raiders of the Chiefs, Chiefs minus nine and a half, over under 51. Pete, what do you think about this game? I think this is blowout city, and I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I think the, the Raiders are playing consecutive road games. I don't think they're very good. 
they were terrible on offense last week against the Jets. Now, the Chiefs' defense isn't great. But when I look at this game, I think Mahomes, they've been rested. It's a bye week. It's a perfect storm. you got a team coming off a bye against a team that's playing consecutive road games. Their defense isn't very good. They made Darnold look very good. They're going to make Mahomes look like Mahomes again. I think the Chiefs blow them out, and I think the game goes way over the total. I would lean to both those spots, too. Lean to the Chiefs, minus 9.5, lean to the over. Uh, Kansas City has the number two pass offense per DVOA. They can throw all over number 30 pass defense of Oakland. Oakland loves to run the ball. KC defense ranks 30th in run DVOA, 31st in yards per carry. So as long as they don't get blown out too badly, I think they'll be able to stick to the run and uh, get up some points on the Chiefs, too. I do worry about Oakland's offense disappearing after the last few weeks. Um, so that would be the only thing that worried me about the over. Um, I do think the Chiefs are probably... A good play, you know, it's not a great teasable number at nine and a half, but you know, if you want to tease, do a ten point tease, if you can find a ten point tease and get three teams there, I know Will's got a, a three team are working with involving the Chiefs as well, so, or a money line parlay involving the Chiefs. Well, as I hope it's still alive, cause, uh, we record this before Thanksgiving, but, and I mentioned it on the podcast, and I had some DMs who were like, you should add the Jets in there as well, and it really boosts the parlay. And I don't disagree with that, but I, I want, I want big favorites in this spot. Uh, I got Cowboys, Saints, plus the Chiefs in a money line parlay that's plus 112. So that's pretty good value right there, I think. Um, great stat, courtesy of Trey Wingo, who got it from Jack Del Rio, former Raiders coach and, uh, one-time nemesis of Pete Prisco turned friend now. No, 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 we, we're, we're fine. No, I know, but we were never nemesis. It was we had a misunderstanding. Friendly banter. Now he played blackjack with us at the combine. I love, I love Jack. One of my yeah, favorite guys. Um, De- uh, this is the tweet from Trey Wingo of ESPN. So Coach Del Rio knows what he speaks of. Said Derek Carr doesn't like cold weather games. In games where temperature is under forty degrees at kickoff, here are Derek Carr's numbers: zero for four, one hundred fifty-two pass yards per game, fifty-one percent completion percentage. Three to four touchdowns, interceptions, nine total QBR. It's expected to be in the 30s in, Arrow, in Arrowhead on Sunday. Uh oh, you know what that means? Del Rio's getting blocked by one of the Carr brothers. Oh yeah, for sure. I probably already. <laughs> I'm sure he's already blocked. But I'm blocked by all. By actually, I think I'm blocked by all three now. Um, you know what else is a trend in this game? There's a little song about it. Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid. Oh, the bye. It's more fun when Costas does it with me. Oh, well. Um, you guys suck. It was great for a while, and now it's kind of spotty. Last since In his Chiefs tenure, it's probably, what, like 3-3, three and three, I think, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's not as good since he got to the Chiefs. But I don't care. They're going to bloodbath the uh, they're gonna bloodbath the, the Raiders here. I love the Chiefs in this spot. I, I, I hope it will come down. I don't think it will. Do you think it will go up into the, the teens? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it popped to 10 uh, at, at earlier on Wednesday. You, know, you think it's going Wednesday. higher than that? Um, it probably won't go any higher than 10, but who knows? I mean, the, the ticket counts are already split 50-50 basically, so I don't, it would take a lot of sharp money, but you know, it's already 10. Oakland had a good stretch there for a few weeks. I, I can't see it going too much higher no, than this. No, I don't either. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to handle them and I think it's going way over. I, I think so too. Um, so is that a parlay game? Uh, will you take the Chiefs, RJ? At nine and a half? Um, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. All right. Put it in. Um, would you take the Chiefs at, uh. Well, we have it. We're locking it in at our number. Well, no, I know that, but I want to make sure that we would take it at 10 because. I would take it at 10. Okay. Uh, not for the best bet, but. No, no, but you would take it. Right. It is currently 10. So yeah, if you're going to put this in the parlay, buy it down from but 10 the to Chiefs, 9. The Chiefs are one of my best bets, period. So yeah. I no, put my, it in at 10 too. The, the one thing I would say too, Pete, on the, um, maybe on the, uh, the over. You could consider this. You don't have to do it. Did you, you didn't have the over as a best bet, right? No. Um, if you, if you like the over in this game, what I would tell you to do is to, uh, take the Chiefs team total over at 31 instead of taking the full game over. I mean, look, I hammered the Jets Raiders over last week and that should have hit and it didn't because the Raiders scored three points. That would be my only concern is that the Raiders, like, I think, I think you'll get 35 out of the Chiefs in this. Raiders, I don't know that the Chiefs get. defense thinks too. Yeah, it, it does, but the rate, just saying. Um, okay, so Chiefs is the first leg in our parlay. Bucks at Jags. Jags minus one and a half over under 48 and a half. Pete, how do you think the Jags will look after being humiliated uh, in Tennessee and then getting a pep talk from your man, Tom Coughlin? He didn't get a pep talk. He gave the fans a pep talk. Did you hear it? It was garbage. He gave the fans a pep talk. Did because it? the fans are angry with guys like Nick Foles 
who lose games and come in after the game and talk about building a culture. They've had four winning seasons in 20 years. The culture stinks. How about that? Um, they're angry with Minshew sitting down, which might have been a mistake after all, although he wasn't playing that well at the end either. But uh, this thing is coming unraveled. The defense is awful. Uh, Miles Jack got a $15 million contract, can't tackle anybody. The safeties are bad. Um, Clay's Campbell's playing too many plays. Jameis Winston will go in there and light him up. I think Jacksonville will score some points, though, because Tampa's defense, although they played better last week, I would lean to the over, and Tampa don't love either one of them. My best bet's going to be the over, uh, over 48 and a half, um, cash nine straight times in Bucks games, three of the last four for Jacksonville. I could see the game going basically any way as far as the spread. Either team could win by 20. Um, but I would lean to the Jags. The public is all over the Bucks after they beat the, beat, beat the Falcons of all teams. You know, it's not like they, they went in and they upset, uh, San Francisco or something. Uh, the look ahead line was Jags minus three and a half. As of Wednesday afternoon, it steamed all the way to Tampa Bay minus, minus one. Now the Jags are home dogs and Tampa just hasn't been that impressive. I think there's good value on Jacksonville as dogs here. Um, but they're atrocious versus the NFC. P probably knows this better than anyone when they comes to playing NFC teams. They're actually the worst. I think, Atlanta's the worst team in the league since 2017, but they're second worst at two and eight against the spread. And then if you go back, you know, even longer term than that, um, they are the worst team in the league, you know, going back 10 years or so. Um, so I would still go with the Jags just because this line is so inflated toward Tampa. And I do think the Jags are going to win, but better bet is over. That's my best bet right now. I also have the over drive the over is the best bet or yeah, I have the over and the Buccaneers is the best bet. I put the Bucks in at plus one fun fact. Great stat out here that I dug into. I don't think you've heard anybody else. I haven't even tweeted out. I mentioned it in my um, in my uh, my picks column that's up on the site though. Teams that have given up a hundred rushing yards to Derrick Henry are one in five the straight straight up the next week. In other words, the theory working here, and if you look at the numbers, these teams gave up crazy offensive numbers to the, the team they played next week. The working theory here is that when you have to tackle Derrick Henry for sixty minutes, it grinds you down because he's a big bad dude who pounds people and i think they didn't tackle him last week you didn't worry about it exactly but like remember he ripped their <laughs> soul out last year they didn't they did they win again after they after they lost to derrick henry they that, quit that, that day thing? yeah they quit I, I, that theory plays i think usually but last week they didn't touch him so it doesn't really matter I'm just saying i think they quit like i'm gonna ta- i'm gonna fade the jaguars here in this spot because tampa will throw all over them james will put up some numbers it's in florida so it's not really it's an away game but not really um and uh i like the over in this spot because i think there's probably gonna be 45 people in the stand this is the this is the nick Foles four touchdown game while you're you're playing that it might be that's why the over is a good play yeah all right do you you, pete you want to get in on the over yeah i'll get in if you want to throw it on the best bet all right chiefs and buccaneers over parlay i mean half the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. 
Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, let's move on. Jets minus three and a half at the Bengals. And I, and I got the Bucks as the best bet, but nobody else does. Jets minus three and a half at Bengals over under 41. Ooh, this is getting a little scary for me. Pete, what you got? I got, I, I got a best bet here. I like the under of this game. And, and most people will disagree with me. Um, I just think that when I look at these two teams, I, I know Andy Dalton's back in. Is, it, they'll probably be better on offense than with Ryan Finley. I just think the Jets defense is playing better, and, and I think the Bengals have trouble stopping the run, obviously, and I think they'll run the football. Jamie Eisenberg loves Sam Darnold this week as his start of the week, so I'm probably on, bucking his little trend there. I do like Darnold. I just don't think this game's going to get a lot of points. Um, so I, I'd say Jets will win the game 21 13, something like that. Yeah, since he's played better the last few weeks on the year, they rank fourth in red zone percentage. So that would help Darnold not throwing a lot of touchdowns and the game coming under New York D's fifth in DVOA overall, but just 29th in red zone D, 25th and third down percentage. So that situational football makes the Bengals a best bet for me again. I'm still going with the Bengals. Um, throwing Andy Dalton in there, the line moved a half a point. Andy Dalton is worth way more than a half point versus Ryan Finley. Finley looked completely oh. lost in, you know, in his first few weeks under there. Um, I sweated that cover last week. I can't wait to do it again here. Just a bit on a roll scoring 34 points every game they're not going to score 34 points every so single game all the way through here um Bengals desperate for the win uh for a win and not go winless that's what that Dalton moves about they weren't great in the in the first half with Dalton but they were better than this product they've thrown out there um so run games gotten going the last few weeks um and then you throw Dalton into the mix the offense is going to be a little better than people think uh, at home you know it's going to be a three-point loss at worst so best bet Bengals plus three and a half mm. That scares me because yeah. Jets is the best bet. Well, you can be opposite of him. You don't have to follow and copy his paper. You can be a man and do your own picks. I think I've done pretty well doing my own picks this week. Okay. This All right. All right. This is the week it goes rotten. No, I don't think so. I'm just going to call my own rotten every week. Um, I will say that the I put the Jets in minus three. I'm sort of stick, standing by my guns here. I don't – I'll be honest. Look, like I put the Jets in minus three on Sunday night, and Monday morning it had moved to four and a half. Uh, our, our, uh, our, our podcast czar, Eric K, EK, was like, what do you like this week? I was like, I love the Jets, minus three, might move. And he was like, um, he's like, well, I'm a little worried they might start Andy Dalton. I was like, they're not doing that. They're done with Dalton. They're never bringing Dalton back. And like, literally five minutes later, we get an alert. It's like, Andy Dalton will start for the Bengals again. And I was, I thought the, I thought the line would be like, Jets minus one, or maybe even a pick. Cause I mean, Dalton is a substantially better quarterback. Um, I still think though that the Jets are the better team here. I, I, I kinda, I kinda like getting down with your under here. The, the weather, it's supposed to be really nasty in Cincinnati, um, on Saturday. It's supposed to rain all day. And then Sunday, it's supposed to rain all until the morning. It's gonna lighten up a little bit and then rain again later in the afternoon. 15 miles per hour wind, 50 degrees, low of 35. So I think there's a potential for an under here, especially if the Jets kind of get in there and grind with Le'Veon Bell. I think he could have a big game. And I, I don't know. I'm still going to ride the Jets. Don't love laying road chalk with Andy Dalton coming back. Feels like it's going to blow up in my face. But uh, I will take the Jets here. Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals minus three over. But that's not right. Cardinals plus three. Rams minus three in this game, I believe. Right, RJ? Correct. Yeah. Rams minus three at Cardinals over under 47 and a half. Pete, you like I got uh, two best bets in this game. I got the car. I got the Cardinals plus the points. I think the Rams are packing it in. They're done. Um, I, I know Sean McVay said something after the game the other night that I thought was very interesting, which is you can't allow yourself to lose two games in one night. Uh, good luck with that because they lost two games in one night. They, mm. They're not going to bounce back here. Uh, they're not. This is Cardinals coming off a bye. They're rested. That's a big advantage. And I think Murray in that offense is playing well. The Rams defense to me isn't very good right now. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Cardinals plus the points, but I love the over. I, I think there's going to be a ton of points in this game. Yeah, I don't blame you for getting messed up with not knowing who was favored in this game because I have no idea how this line is Rams minus three. It just makes zero sense with how they've looked. Their offense looks broken. Sure, they could rebound against a bad Cardinals defense, but uh, even so, you know, weighted DVOA has Arizona as the slightly better team. So if you're making this line with DVOA on a neutral field, you'd make pick them at worst and maybe Arizona slightly favored. Throw in Arizona's home field, you know, they should be favored by a couple points. So, um 
Uh, there isn't that big a gap between these two teams. I, I would make the line Arizona minus one. Uh, Arizona's on a five one and one against the spread strip run. That's basically six and one. Um, they pushed on that garbage San Francisco touchdown at the end of the game. So they're playing really well. Arizona D had no answer for a mobile quarterback on Monday night. You know, they're not going to get that fixed in six game in six days. So I do like the rest disparity. Like Pete said, uh, Rams coming off a brutal Monday night performance. I don't see how they get their act together here. Cardinals going to go and win this game. Cardinals plus three is a best bet. Definitely sprinkle some on the money line as well. Throw it in the parlay because I like the Cardinals a lot, and I was just worried that it was too obvious. That's my only concern. It's like people saw the Rams get slaughtered. Aren't they uh, like clearly going to be on the Cardinals? You would think, but the the public is only sixty two percent on the Cardinals right now, which is obviously a lean, but it's not like you know some of these we're seeing eighty eighty five percent on some of these games. So it's not like they're completely all over them. It is a split across the fifty percent marker. There, like fifty two percent of the money is on the the Rams, but then the line is coming down. It was three and a half to open, and probably even more on the look at. I mean. The, the only thing I would be concerned about is that, well, see, here's the other thing too with the Rams. Like, are the Rams going to let Jared Goff throw? Cause the Cardinals have get, get pressure. I mean, Chandler Jones has been getting pressure all year long. I mean, they, they'll get after you. And if the Rams try to run, you can't really run that well against the Cardinals. Like they've got a decent rush defense. You need to air it out and throw against their secondary and you can light them up. So I think they'll probably try and hashtag establish the run and it could backfire for the, for the Rams pretty badly. So let's go, uh, throw the Cardinals in there as a best bet. Chargers minus two and a half at the Broncos over under 38 and a half. Fire this game into the sun, Pete. I don't want to see anything about it. Uh, I don't like the game either. I'll be honest with you. I don't have it as one of my best bets, but, uh, I would, I would lean to the Chargers, but. Drew Locke's probably might now you hear steering rumblings he's going to start They're this split, game. They were splitting work in practice. and and he got the first rep today, so he's probably going to start. Uh, that's not a good way to start your career against that pass rush. I think it's going to be problematic. I would take the Chargers. I don't love it. Uh, I would take the Broncos. You know, you, you should be able to get plus three. I believe it has come up to three in some places as of Wednesday. Uh, under thirty-eight and a half is probably the better bet. These two been two under teams all year combined, fifteen and seven to the under. Broncos offense looked abysmal versus Buffalo. I think they'll run as much as possible in this game against the Chargers. Rivers, you figure would be better coming out of the bye, but Denver's defense is twelfth in DVOA and seventh in points per drive. Denver's defense is second in red zone percentage, so that's going to help keep this game under because they're not going to let the Chargers score a lot of touchdowns when they are in the red zone. So I would lean to the Broncos. The look ahead, you know, look ahead line was, I believe, Broncos minus one and a half, and it swung four points just because they look so bad at Buffalo. But they're not that different of a team. We kind of knew what the, what they were going into that game. So why is the line swinging so much? Yeah, I'd go Broncos here if I had to pick it. Um, the only reason I would change that would be the Drew Locke factor. So obviously keep an eye on that. I do think you put Drew Locke in there and that could get ugly quickly. I, I wouldn't imagine you would do it, but maybe they will. Browns minus two at Steelers over under 39 and a half. How many over under two and a half fights in this game, Pete? Uh, I'll take the over. Now <laughs> it won't be any swinging helmet fights, but it'll be, it'll be, let's not forget the earlier hits in that game. I mean, Deontay Johnson had blood coming out of his ear. I mean, there were, Juju Smith Schuster got sent into orbit. I mean, it was just, it was fouled and, and I think it's going to be foul going back the other way this week. I would lean to the Steelers. I, I, even though Duck Hodges is playing, I think he's a step up from Mason Rudolph. And I do think the Steelers' defense is going to be at play here. Uh, the Browns will have problems moving the football on them in this one. I, I would lean to the Steelers. In fact, that's one of my best bets. I would take the Steelers minus the two. Yeah, uh, we want to talk about, you know, I, I said earlier – this line doesn't make any sense with the Rams game. This might be the dumbest line I've seen in this whole, you know, season. This is the ultimate revenge spot for Pittsburgh. How are they not going to come out ready to beat up the Browns after what happened at the end of that game? Uh, th- that game was, wasn't it like Steelers minus three was the line? Yeah. Or, uh, Browns minus three at home? Browns. Were minus so why, why wouldn't Steelers be minus three at this? Right. Are, are they that much different after the Browns whooped up on Dolphins, which is the worst team in the league? Uh, Cleveland feels like they're running in the form. The offense really only played well against that Dolphin, the, in that Dolphins game. I think they had 19 against Buffalo, 20 in the game after that it's not like they're running up the score on everyone a la the jets or something the pittsburgh offense found success in the run game last week that's how you beat the cleveland defense is by running on them hodges brings mobility to the quarterback position it's going to be harder for them to defend than it was against you know mason rudolph the scarecrow sitting back there getting shot after shot and cleveland's trouble with discipline is going to be an issue in an emotional game they've had a lot of dumb flags this season they're gonna have a lot of dumb flags here because it's this rematch with this team that they had a brawl with at the end of the game and then pittsburgh has played above expectations this year since ben went out there's Seven and two against the spread. They're going to feast off of the spot, being home dogs, being disrespected. They're not going to let the Browns come in and sweep sweep them on the season. Win in Pittsburgh, it's just not happening. Steelers win this game, run away. Best bet. Best bet. Cool, cool narrative. You guys are backing Duck Hodges. Enjoy yep. that. Uh, have fun with that. 
We're going to see a bunch of Steelers sit. Yeah, they'll come out fiery. Doesn't matter. This is going to be the this is the Browns Super Bowl right here. They win this game, they can uh, they can end up making a run to the playoffs and potentially even making the playoffs. I'm not even joking. I think it's going to happen. Love the Browns in the spot. Liked him as a pick. Still I'm like your Super Bowl pick? I would no fade the Steelers. Okay. Um, I got the Browns as the best bet. I think Baker goes off. Let's get to um, Vikings Seahawks because Pete has to go and he has the best bet in this game. I do. I am playing the Russell Wilson against Kirk Cousins in a big game card. Ready? Kirk Cousins will have all kinds of problems. I think the Seattle defense is getting better. I think the pass rush is getting better. And I I do believe that Kirk Cousins in big road game, I know he beat Dallas, uh, is going to revert to being himself. I'll take Russell Wilson. Uh, Give me the Seahawks minus the three. I'm scared of the line. The line looks funky. Yeah, I think he's shaking off a lot of that stigma, but Minnesota's just not one, really. one and three against spread in their last four, so it's not like they're playing great. They're not playing up to expectations. Seahawks live for this kind of spot. 21-7-2 against the spread in prime time since 2012. 22-15-2 against the spread against playoff teams since 2012, teams that go to the playoffs. So they know how to go in there and mix it up with these good teams. I'm not sure the Vikings do. Both of them are playing a lot of close games. Seattle's been playing tougher D's, so I think they're actually playing better than the Vikings. Uh, and then, of course, you throw in their great home field advantage. Minus three says these teams are even. I think Seahawks are slightly better. Minnesota D hasn't been playing that well over the last mm-hmm. six weeks. Their one good game, they beat up on Washington. It's like, congratulations, you were able to stifle that Dwayne Haskins-led offense. Good job. Um, I think two and a half is going to be available. I'd hop on Seattle at that point at two and a half. Um, but yeah, Seahawks either way, I just don't love it uh, having to go into Seattle for a primetime game. Best bet here for me is the over. Uh, neither secondary is as good as you think historically. 49 is very high. That's a lot of points. I think we see Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson, members of the same draft class, dropped in the draft class, threw it around, slung the ball, tossed it everywhere. And you know what? Screw the narrative. Screw your Kirk Cousins can't win in a big spot stance. Give me Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. They're going to go into Seattle. They're going to win the game straight up coming off a bye and establish themselves as the favorites to win the AFC, the NFC North and suddenly surging, potentially even higher as they start the playoff and Super Bowl run. Yeah, you heard it, Pete. Uh, Pete, what are your best bets? Best bets. Packers, Giants over 45 and a half. Titans plus three. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Steelers plus two. Jets, Bengals under 41. Seahawks minus three, Cardinals plus three, and the Cardinals Rams over. That's seven. What does that mean? Uh, you're going to go uh, five and two? Seven two and, and, and five. Seven and oh. All right, Pete, uh, you are going to leave, and RJ and I are going to finish talking, but you have to go literally have a, a – Can I give out this thing, though? Warning, warning. If you follow Pete Prisco's picks, you are in trouble. Warning, warning. Just putting it out there. Uh, alert, alert, alert. We have a sad old man attempting to reverse jinx himself. Alert, alert. Call the <laughs> no, no, they're bad. They've been bad. I, I've tried everything in my power to reverse it. I can't reverse it. It's oh. dragging me into the abyss. Whip out that chain or anything. We don't need no, that. No, we won't do that. Um, all right. Pete, Pete's going to leave. Uh, unless you, you can give us a one word statement on the Patriots Texans. Blowout. Ooh, put, uh, it in, put it in the parlay. Will you like them? Mm-hmm. Who you like? Uh, Patriots. Yeah. Patriots. Well, parlay. All right, throw in the parlay. Is that our fourth team? We got. We got to get greedy now. We got a lot of. Yeah. We got. We all of a sudden won one. Uh, why do you think it's, it's Patriots minus three at Texans over under forty four and a half? What's your uh, read on a on a blowout there? RJ? Yeah, love the Patriots. Patriots have owned Bill O'Brien. I think they're five and oh, six and oh, something like that. They just you know destroy them over and over. They're also seventeen and six against the spread since two thousand one in retractable roof or dome stadiums. They don't get to play there that often. Obviously, being the Patriots, being in a division where they have a lot of you know outdoor games, um, so this is a good sign for them. That offense doesn't look bad. Obviously, um, you know we we. On Brady doesn't look like the same old, same old, but they play in a lot of good defenses. And Houston's defense is just 26th in DVOA, 31st on third downs, and 32nd in the red zone. This seems like the get right game where everything's going right. Guys are running open; they're not dropping passes anymore. And uh, the Pats offense actually puts up, you know, back into the 30s like they used to. Houston offense ranks just 15th in DVOA. They played a really easy schedule. I think this New England matchup is going to be a wake up call for them. I can understand the line because Houston's a good team; they're leading the division right now. Still feels like way too low of a number to me. I think Patriots roll. Yeah, um, I think when you look at the two teams, what's that? Best bet, Patriots. Um, I need to double check that I made the Patriots in my picks. I need to look at these NFL expert picks. I'm a little worried when you look at these picks overall, RJ, you can kind of see that, uh, there are some, uh, there's some clear consensus. Like everybody is on Tennessee. That's a major red flag. Uh, everybody, well, I don't want to talk about the, oh boy, 
I don't want to talk about the Thanksgiving games because those already happened. Everybody's on the Packers except Dave Richard. That's a red flag. Everybody is on Tampa Bay. That's a giant red flag. Everybody's on the Chargers. And everybody's on the Patriots except Wilson who has the, the, uh, the Texans. That's my only concern is I feel like everybody's going to take the Patriots, but it's, it's a, it's a three point, it's three, the Patriots minus three. And when you look at what the Patriots did well against the Cowboys, Sony Michelle actually ran the ball well. Isaiah Wynn was a huge addition. They're working this Alandon Roberts at fullback thing that's helping their offensive game plan. Inkeel, who I pronounced his name wrong, what is it? Inkeel, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Somebody told me I said it wrong. They, they're going to use him as a red zone weapon and throw that fade with Tom Brady. That's a huge addition. They need that. They've been missing that. Um, you can throw against the Texans. You can run against the Texans. And the Texans want to stretch the field vertically. You can't do that against the Patriots. The, the, the Texans' strengths play into the Patriots' strengths. And so I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to be a chess master here against Belichick. I'm with you. I will, uh, I will take the Patriots. Little concerning that I think everybody will be on New England though, right? Yeah, you obviously want to fade these public plays. You know, the, the Packers are super public. Tampa Bay is super, super public. And I don't, you know, I don't think they've done enough to, to justify that. Chargers are super public, but they've looked ugly. But then when it comes to the Patriots, they just defy trends. They defy any other uh, rules you want to put into place because, you know, there's a lot of people that, a lot of sharp players that have gotten, you know, uh, their pockets picked by going against the Patriots because the value just isn't there on the line. And the Patriots just do all the, the little things right and they win the game easily. You know, they should have, should have covered this last week and that's what screwed me out of an undefeated week. Um, so I'm so bitter about that, but I don't see why it doesn't happen here. By the way, the Eagles, notable, we talked about them, they're up to 10. So good on me for buying that at 8. What a clown I am for that move. Didn't need that one. Yep, that's right, Debo. I faded the Eagles. I'm a clown. Uh, okay, RJ, your, we talked, Pete's best bets. Pete just mentioned them a second ago, so I'm not going to reread them. Uh, RJ, your best bets are? I got the Bucks Jags over 48 and a half. I got the Bengals plus three and a half, going back to the well there. Cardinals plus three, uh, one of the dumb lines of the week. Uh, Steelers plus two, the dumbest line of the week. And, uh, Patriots minus three. Okay. And I've got the 49ers plus six, Bucks minus one, Browns minus two, Jets minus three and a half. Oh boy, that's a lot of road chalk. Um, Chiefs minus nine and a half, Seahawks over 49, Bucks over 48 and a half. You would think, RJ, that I would take it down a notch and play less games with my lead and just kind of grind my way to the end of the season. No, no, no. Foot on the gas, baby. Foot on the gas. That's how you win this league. Stack wins while you're hot. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Snack wins. Once I, once I go cold, I'll, I'll curl up. Uh, and our parlay, Pick Six Podcast parlay coming off of its first win of the year. Yes. We've almost paid it back. Not quite. We need one more. If we hit one more, we should be good for the year. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Tampa Bay over 48 and a half. Cardinals plus three. Patriots minus three. That's the four game parlay concludes on Sunday night. And we conclude this week of podcast. Oh, no, wait, no. I'm sorry. There's another podcast in your feed recapping all the Thanksgiving games. Make sure and check that out. Check out our Facebook group as well. And, of course, we'll have the Week 13 recap um, for the Sunday games on Sunday night, Monday morning for you. RJ, always a pleasure. Talk to you next week. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.